Do you wake up in the morning exhausted, irritable, or with a sore neck or back? How do you expect to meet your toy quota in the workshop or even to have the energy to pack Santa's sleigh? Well, good news. The Elf Number Bed is now shipping to the North Pole. The Elf Number Bed allows you to take control of those sleepless nights with customizable softness settings such as Snowflake, Crestfallen, or Hard Pack. And the Elf Number Bed comes in small, medium, and large. That's two feet, three feet, and four feet long for even those giants among us. Take back control of your sleep schedule with Elf Number. Sweet dreams. Elf Number Beds are not real products and are intended solely for satire. This program contains talk about criminal activity and may paint a not-so-flattering picture of one of your childhood heroes. It even includes a few cuss words and may not be appropriate for your youngins, so you might want to earmuff them or send them outside to play. Thanks for listening. The following is a collect call from a person presumed nice until proven naughty. Yep. You heard that right, Santa Claus. My name's Richie Buck. I'm a pest control technician, carpenter, sometimes wise man in my church Christmas program. And as unbelievable as it might sound, I'm here to save Christmas. This is an Ear Cult production brought to you in association with Crawl Space Media. Santa may be a criminal. A 12-part Yuletide investigation. This is the eighth day of Christmas. Intercontinental Ballistic Mistletoe. Some. What is it? Oh, it's just some, uh, elf and tobacco. The North Pole continues to offer plenty of surprises. First of all, an elf named Ellie brought me here to this smoky room deep in the bowels of what used to be the North Pole's, quote, institution. So what is this place really? Well... This is the... Old North Pole Asylum for the criminally naughty. That voice belongs to an elf who is seated in front of me. His small legs are crossed, but I can make out the shape of a three-piece suit. When he inhales the whatever he's smoking, I can see pronounced bushy eyebrows, the tip of a sharp nose, and ice blue eyes. His name is Todd O'Tannenbaum, but if you ask him... Call me what my friends call me. The Toddfather. He's the Toddfather. How was your trip? I guess you could call it... Involved? Well, you know, if we made it easy, then everybody would show up, and that'd be chaos. Yeah, I understand. So the situation down there in your town. How confident are you that Claus will be acquitted? Crazy confident. That a fact? I nod at Todd. Our new defense attorney, he's... he's a genius. 
and a magician. Get this. His last name is Rudolph. I heard. We'll have Santa back here in no time, so get ready. Next Christmas is saved. Todd O'Tannenbaum takes a long toke of his rolled cigarette and offers it to me. Come on, take a hit. I hesitate. I don't smoke anymore, but I feel rude to reject it. What is it? Just try it. That tastes like... Tastes like freedom. He gave me a quick tap to my gut that made me exhale and inhale at the same time. That's the moment the red and green orbs appeared. <laughs> Rabbit paper, it's custy. So you know what our position is. If the clause is responsible for the untimely death of the lady you call RBG, you should be held accountable. I agree with that. Good. So we're on the same page. Well, inasmuch as we agree that the guilty should be held accountable, but I don't think he's guilty. I think it's just a wild coincidence. Coincidence? <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying that the people that believe in coincidences believe in magic. You don't still believe in that, do you? Well, there is such a thing as Christmas magic. Santa told me so himself. Well, that's very sweet. Suddenly, it dawned on me. Todd O'Tannenbaum didn't invite me here to help prove Santa's innocence. He brought me here to prove Santa's guilt. You know, you brought me an awful long way just to say that to me. Perhaps. I had to derail this conversation or I'd get nowhere. Can I ask you a question? Sure. How come you sound like an elf and Ellie doesn't? What do you mean by that? I mean, you've got a high-pitched elf voice and she sounds... She sounds sort of like my nine-year-old niece back home. Those of us who've worked the line, who've inhaled all those chemicals in the workshop, we all sound like this. Fortunately, you work a good long time, make a decent living, and your kids won't have to follow the same path. Is Ellie your daughter? Todd nods. You must be proud. Of course I am. We have our differences of opinion, particularly when it comes to the claws. But she's my girl. So why did you bring me here? Because I care. Because, well, there's certain things that must be determined by people who are not you and me. Has Christmas run its course? Is it time for a new age? I can't determine that. Neither can you. So you want to leave it up to a jury? I have elves I'm looking out for, Richie Buck. And that's all you need to know. Now just lean your head back and relax. And then he turned a knob on a small radio next to him, and I drifted off into a deep slumber. I'm awake. Where am I? You're in your room. How did I get here? I carried you, of course. Carried me? Y'all, to say this was ridiculous is an understatement. This elf was less than half my size. And let's be real. I've packed on a few pounds since I started this podcast. 
All those damn free meals from Red Apron. We have to hurry. Todd wants us to go to a really special place. Where are we going? To meet the mayor, of course. To meet the mayor. Of course. Come on, hurry up. We can't be late. I'm coming. How would you feel if you woke up on Christmas and didn't have any toys? Well, nowadays, normal. But I caught her point. One of the things I failed to tell you, that this time of year, there is no daylight at the North Pole. So when I look at my watch and I see it says 10, I have to ask the question, 10, a.m. or p.m.? Does it matter when you're as late as we are? I follow Ellie down the boulevard, past shops, other elves, a few stray reindeer, toward a large boxy structure that appears to have a bow on top. As we approach, we have to make our way between two separate groups of elves, some of them yelling about not having enough work, and others yelling about having too much. There he is. Richie, Richie Buck. It's so nice to meet you. I'm P.P. Patnard, mayor of the North Pole. Your name is P.P.? Oh, <laughs> Richie, they, they initials. It's a family name. Oh, what do they stand for? Based on his appearance, I assume something like Paul Philip. Well, the first one stands for P. And the second one, oh, that stands for P as well. Richie, you know you've caused quite a disturbance in our small hamlet community. I don't know why. But don't you now, Richie? You know who Santa Claus is, right? Of course. Furthermore, you know where Santa Claus is, right? I do. Come now, Richie. Let's go inside. Let me describe the mayor to you. He's wearing a dark red suit with a bowler cap. He's got thick sideburns that flower out from his face and crawl like a water moccasin above his lip, leaving a clean, dimpled chin underneath. His demeanor is kind, unassuming, a proverbial elf of the people. As we make our way through City Hall, I'm reminded of holidays past. Glass cases throughout the building showcase the year's best toys. Slinky. Battleship. Tickle me Elfmo. We arrive at his office where a countdown clock to Christmas hangs on the wall. Next to it is a piece of inside-out wrapping paper with a crudely drawn question mark on it. Underneath are two large leather-bound books. I glance at the books. Naughty and nice. Are these the lists? They are the audited lists of years past. The running annual list is kept under lock and key at Santa's workshop. Please, Richie, have a seat. Can I offer you some fresh eggnog? No thanks, I'm good. Very well, Richie. Richie, you understand without Santa Claus. A good portion of those elves out there cheering for you. They ought to work. What about the ones that were picketing? They ought to work too, Richie, but some elves... Richie, some elves just have to complain about something. Sometimes. The mayor and I discuss the challenges facing the North Pole, the power vacuum that Santa's arrest has caused, and his vision for the future. Now, I do hate to rush you away, but I have another meeting on the schedule. No worries, though. I'll be seeing you in just a little bit at the restaurant. Restaurant? Oh, you don't know. We got ourselves... The best table in the entire place reserved. Where the best table is after the break. (laughs) 
I meet Ellie outside. She's tapping her foot and keeps saying we're late. We've got to hurry. I follow her back almost the way we came, but we make a quick turn at a giant Christmas tree and then through another alley. We turn a corner and I'm struck with a light as bright as I've seen here. I see a crowd massing outside of a massive structure, a line wrapped around the block. Come on. An elf steps in our path. Ellie flips an elf token, the official currency of the North Pole, to him. Elf off, Tony. She leads me through the line, splits it in half like Moses with the Red Sea, and leads me to stairs that descend into a dimly lit hallway. That line's like returns on Boxing Day. We don't need to wait. At the bottom of the stairs, she flips another elf token to a stocky elf posted there. Hey, Charlie. I follow her through a series of corridors. Every time, you two. Aren't you on train set duty this week? Then we move through a bustling kitchen with elves screaming at each other. I don't know if you realize this, but it's awful hard for someone my size to walk through an elfin kitchen. Sorry! We finally emerge into a smoke-filled room where waiters in red tuxedos drop a table out of nowhere and place a green tablecloth on it. Have a seat. He'll be here any minute. Aren't you going to stay? Oh no. This is a grown-up spot. But you're 156 years old. I know. And with a wink, Ellie disappears back into the throng. Suddenly, the Todd father and the mayor emerged from the crowd. Richie, Richie, Richie. Mr. O'Tannenbaum. Please, call me Todd. I hear you've already met P.P. I have. Mr. Mayor, nice to see you again. I, I thought you had another meeting. I did. Right here. Well, we could have just walked over here together. Oh, no, Richie, Richie. I can't be seen out and about cavorting in public with you. Oh. I thought it was important for the two of you to meet. Why? Right now, you're sort of our liaison down there. The mayor looks at Todd for some sort of encouragement. He nods, then he turns back to me. Richie, I have a slew of legislation I'm trying to ram through this time. It'd mean a lot to me if I could get an endorsement from... The mayor glances at Todd, seemingly for his approval, and then back at me from Santa Claus? Then I look at Todd. I was under the impression he wanted Santa to rot in our jail back home. Now I'm not so sure. I think I'm confused. Grown-up politics can get that way, Richie. Richie, it's all a shell game. You know this. First the ornament is over here, and then the ornament is over there, and then the ornament, Richie, well, the ornament's just gone. All that matters is, what's best for the elves is best for ourselves. That's his campaign slogan. What do you think? That's cute. It rhymes. I came up with that. The smoke started getting to my head again. So, where am I? Where are you, Richie? Are you at the Nopa Cabana? The Nopa Cabana? It's just like some sort of surreal dream. Servers kept bringing food and drink, and we kept eating and drinking. What's this? I pick up a nice-looking cocktail from the tray in front of me. That is the official drink of the North Pole. It's called Liquid Christmas. And you will love it. I'm really more of a beer guy. Go on. Drink it. I remember the haze I felt after I smoked and glanced at the mayor for reassurance. I used the candy cane in the glass to give it a quick stir and turn it up. It's pleasant. And you know what? It tastes exactly like I thought Christmas would taste. As the day or night, whichever it is, goes on, we get more comfortable. People join us and then leave, and then join us again, and then leave again, and then join us again. 
So I went out to the Blandfill. I'm sorry, the what? The Blandfill, Richie. You see, it's where we discard all the rejected toys. And that's all that we discard out there. <laughs> Todd laughs, and the mayor joins in a little uncomfortably. So to be polite, I laugh too. <laughs> that's funny. You're really funny. What do you mean? I'm funny. <laughs> you're, you're just uh, you're just funny. It's a it's a funny story. How do you know if it's funny? You ever been to the Blandfill? No. Then how do you know it's funny? Look, I'm just saying you're funny. I don't, I don't mean anything by it. Like what? Like my voice is funny? Well, it was, but... Like funny how? I don't understand. Come on now, Todd. He didn't mean nothing. Hey, PP. Stay out of this. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What do you mean I'm funny? Just, you know. No, I don't. I'm trying to understand this. How am I funny? Like I'm funny like a... Like a fairy? I amuse you? How exactly am I funny? No, no, I didn't... I didn't mean anything. I look like a fairy to you. I'm learning that elves really don't like to be compared to fairies. Tooth or otherwise. Todd... I mean, what the elf is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny about me to you. I, I, sh I should probably go. <laughs> I almost had him. I almost had him. You see that, PP? I almost had him. He almost had me. And so this weird trip was just getting weirder. This week, we've got a very special thank you from the North Pole to Nina from the Already Gone podcast. She created the perfect Christmas cocktail. It's called Liquid Christmas, and it is the official drink of the North Pole. The recipe is as follows. One part Bush Mills, one part Irish cream liquor over ice with a mini candy cane to stir. Remember, drink responsibly and listen to Already Gone. Thanks, Nina.